Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hassan, back with another episode here on The Truth, back with another NFL Weekly Pick'em. AJ, joined once again by you. It's the first time I feel like we've been doing a Pick'em together in a period of time. How are you? I'm doing good. I mean, a couple weeks ago, wasn't able to do it. Last week, right, wasn't able to do it. Uh, had a really good bounce back week looking at the numbers uh, from two weeks ago, much needed one. But you know what? Still up all time on you. I think I'm up like somewhere between like 12 to 13, 11 to 13, so around there. I'm still up. It's all matters. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to say. It's been rough. I know that. Um, I did, uh, did, but I did bounce back in week seven. Week eight was not my friend. So, yeah, but you know, we'll go ahead and take a look at week seven here. Then we'll take a look at week eight. And then we'll preview week nine. So, in week seven, I got eight right. AJ got five right. Oof. Both got the Saints wrong on Thursday night football at home versus the Jaguars. And I normally wouldn't probably go back two weeks, but since I finally won a week, I decided that let's go back and take a look at them. Uh, Browns, we both got the Browns right at the Colts. I got the Patriots right at home against the Bills. Get the Bills wrong. Both got the Commanders wrong at the Giants. I got the Ravens right at home against the Lions. You got the Lions wrong. We both got the Bears right, surprisingly, at home against the Raiders. Both got the Bucks and Rams wrong. The Bucks were at home against the Falcons. The Rams were at home against the Steelers. Both got the Seahawks right at home against the Cardinals. Both got the Broncos right at home against the Packers. Um, next on the list, I got the Chargers wrong at on the road against the Chiefs, you got the Chiefs right. I got the Eagles right at home against the Dolphins on Sunday Night Football. And I got the Vikings right at home against the 49ers. You got the 49ers wrong. How dare you go against my Vikings? You know, week seven was nice for me because it was nice to get back in the winning winning column and have success. And then week eight, I got nine right. You got 11 right. So I, I get partial credit for, for doing a little bit better, but obviously not to your standard. You know, that was a bit a good week for both of us. We got the both got the Bills right on Thursday Night Football, which was important. Uh, to get, you know, back in the swing of things there. Um, and then on top of that, I also got the Vikings right, which was huge, as usual. Just a, a classic Vikings fan. Both got the Vikings right at Green Bay. Both got the Dolphins right at home against the Patriots. Both got the Jets wrong on the road against the Giants. Both got the Steelers wrong at home against the Jaguars. Both got the Titans right at home against the Falcons. I got the Panthers right. Got the first one of the year uh, against the Texans. You got the Texans wrong. Next, we got the Cowboys. Both got the Cowboys right. What a game for the Cowboys last week against the Rams. Nice to see the Cowboys finally get in the swing of things and finally realize how to play football in the NFL. Um, next, we got the Saints. You got the Saints right on the road against the Colts. I got the Colts wrong. You got the Eagles right on the road against the Commanders. I got the Commanders wrong. You got the Seahawks right at home against the Browns. I got the Browns wrong. Both got the Ravens right at the Cardinals. Um, we got Broncos Chiefs. I got Broncos right. You got Chiefs wrong. Both got the 49ers wrong at home against the Bengals. Both got the Chargers right at home against the Bears. And I got the Raiders wrong at the Lions right. Okay, I'm never going to look at another NFL team name again because I was just doing tongue twisters all throughout. Um, anyways, guys, week nine. Okay, we got our Thursday night matchup. If you guys wanted to see our Thursday night matchup, go check that out. Let's go ahead and take a look at the first game in Germany. Dolphins-Chiefs, who you got in there and why? So I have the Chiefs winning this. Uh, the Chiefs last week did not look good. I mean – well, they scored, I believe, like, nine points. Mahomes didn't look that good. I mean, it just wasn't a good game for the Chiefs uh, against the Broncos. They just couldn't figure it out. But I think they're going to bounce back here. The Chiefs' defense has actually been solid. 
uh, up to this point. It's been a little bit more above average than what it has been the last few years, it feels like. Uh, Mahomes still needs some help here. I'm surprised they didn't really go make a move uh, for a weapon uh, during the trade deadline, but it is what it is. Uh, but the Dolphins, I think that they'll play solid. Uh, Jalen Ramsey came back last week uh, and got an interception. So good for Ramsey, first game back, being able to get an interception uh, there for him. But I think this offense may get a little stalled in this game. I think they've had so much success that they do have a bad game. And I'm going to guess if it's going to be against a team, it's going to be against a team like the Chiefs, where defense really isn't the star point of the teams. Obviously, it's Mahomes. And Kelsey, that do that connection there, but I think this offense may have may get stalled out a little bit here. So I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs in this one as well. The Chiefs were on a six game win streak, lost that last week against the Broncos. The Dolphins come into town, I should say, a different country with aspirations of, of winning. You know, two in that offense has been pretty pretty phenomenal. They still don't have a chain back. I don't believe they'll get him back to at least week eleven when he's off uh, injured or comes back off IR. Excuse me. Um, but I like the Chiefs. Especially with it was a flu game. It was Michael Jordan's flu game for Patrick Mahomes. He obviously did not play good at well. Didn't have a touchdown. I believe had two interceptions for like 230 yards. So not a good performance from them. Some people thought maybe Patrick Mahomes would never have a bad game. But he's human too, just like the rest of us. So he's uh, just as viable for bad games as, as other quarterbacks. So you can't necessarily point the finger at him tremendously. I mean, obviously it was a tough game, but it's part of it. I think the Chiefs bounce back very nicely against the Dolphins here at home. and Or technically at home, but in Germany and find a way to win. I think the Dolphins' defense is going to be a bit too inconsistent, but I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I think the German fans are going to get what they want. Okay, Vikings at the Falcons. So, Vikings, Falcons. Uh, I'm going to go Falcons here. I mean, losing your boy, Kirk Cousins, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's rough. I mean, I won't wish any injuries on anyone, never, never will, and that's just tough uh, for your quarterback to go down. You guys did go trade for Joshua Dobbs, uh, who's been a solid quarterback with the Cardinals up to this point. But I just don't – coming off, it's going to be weak in this offense. Granted, weapons are going to be a lot better than what it was before. Uh, but, again, Jobs doesn't really play exactly how Kirk, Kirk Cousins does. Kirk Cousins more of that pocket quarterback, go find your guy, go through his progressions. Dobbs, Dobbs will leave the pocket a little bit early. He'll go out and rush for rush it himself uh, if he gets in a type of pressure. So it's going to be interesting uh, with a different type of quarterback play, how the, how this game's going to go. But I have to go Falcons here. They're uh, going to be a little more of a complete team just for playing together. But I believe also Desmond Ritter is being sit – or they're sitting yeah. Desmond Ritter, and uh, Taylor Heineke is going to be the starting quarterback. And, I mean, Heineke was sitting there uh, waiting for his chance, and now he's got it. I mean, Heineke's been – He's a really fun quarterback. I think that he was or should have been uh, the starting quarterback from day one. I definitely would have rather had him than Ritter in up to this point. And it feels like the Falcons are now over him uh, up to this point. Vikings defense still hasn't been that good, but Falcons defense hasn't been good. I think that the more chem- there's more chemistry with the Falcons this week than there is with the Vikings. Yeah, losing Kirk Thuggins hurts tremendously. <laughs> um, you know, Kirk Cousins is playing a big with the Vikings for sure, but Jaron Hall, I mean – he played mop-up duty. It wasn't mop-up duty. It was, like, low-key, like, kind of a serious situation. He played all right. He doesn't look tremendous. He's also a fifth-round choice out of BYU. You don't expect him to be necessarily, you know, tremendous, but I think you'd expect him to have a little bit more production. I don't know. For this week, they did recently acquire Josh Dobbs. They might throw him in the mix here and there, but Jaron Hall is the starter. Kevin O'Connor did announce early in the week. So, 
I think, you know, the Falcons do come with victory, but who knows? If there's a time for the Minnesota Vikings quarterback to be injured and then you go from a transition period to Kirk Cousins from, or from Kirk Cousins to Joshua Dobbs, this is definitely the situation here because obviously you look at a guy like Kirk Cousins, what he meant to that team, but also for the Falcons, you know, they just benched Desmond Ritter, which I would have preferred to just have Desmond Ritter play, but Taylor Heineke is an established guy. We know that. So being able to have success is, is going to be huge for him um, in this game. I think the Falcons do come out with a victory, but I would really hope that the Vikings find a way to pull it out and then Joshua Dobbs is able to lead us to the promised land. Seahawks at Ravens. Seahawks at Ravens. I'm going to go Ravens here. I think this is going to be a really well-matched game. Both defenses are good. Uh, both offenses kind of play a little bit differently. The Ravens, a little bit more of that run first uh, with Lamar being there. Uh, Isaiah Flowers has been really good at this point, but the other wide receivers uh, have been very disappointing. I mean, Bateman, Odell, they've both been very disappointing uh, up to this point. Mark Andrews has still been solid. But then you have the Seahawks. I mean, very similar defense to the Ravens, but Geno Smith isn't as much of a as much of a rusher as Lamar, uh, but has three uh, three good weapons there and being able to go to DK, the Jigba, or being able to go to Lockett here. I mean, I'm going to go with Ravens. I like their offense a little bit more. I think Lamar is going to be a game changer uh, over any other of the offensive weapons for either team. So I think Lamar is going to have a good game. It seems like every other game also – uh, Lamar has a really good rushing game. Uh, last week wasn't the best, but the week before that uh, is where he, I believe, had right around 100 yards and had that really good three-touchdown game. So I think it's going to be one of those things where uh, Lamar, this is the this is the upside of every other week for him rushing. And whenever he does rush at for like 75-plus yards, it seems like the, uh, the Ravens' offense always clicks a little bit more, or a little bit better than it does before. Yeah, and this one, I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Look, I mean, the Seahawks on the road, I don't like picking on the road teams a lot, but the Seahawks-Ravens is going to be a very interesting game, to say the least. And these are two teams that are obviously looking for, for something to happen this week for them. Obviously, the Seahawks, they've played the season with 5-2. and two, The Ravens are 6-2. and two. I think more than anything, the Seahawks have been able to beat the teams that they should be. And I um, mean, look at the team like the Ravens. I'm not saying that the Ravens haven't been good because they're still six and two but they do show some inconsistencies with me and uh, that's one of the reasons why i'm a bit skeptical about the ravens going into this week here Uh, but i'm really curious to see what happens and and what happens between the ravens and seahawks but for me i'm gonna go with the seahawks i think gino does enough kenneth walker's been playing absolutely phenomenal for them um there's just been a lot of things that have been going really good for them so you look at a team like the seahawks here i expect them to have some type of success um i think especially against the the ravens here um and so yeah that's basically it. I think the Seahawks come out with a victory. Cardinals at Browns. Cardinals, Browns. I'm going to go with the Browns here. Browns defense has been really good up to this point. I'm not sure if Deshaun Watson will be back into uh, back with this game, but P.J. Walker has looked pretty decent. I mean, he's been a very reliable quarterback up to this point, uh, going, coming into the role that uh, he does have at the moment. Um, but also the Cardinals, I mean, this is them throwing in the towel. This is them going for Kale Woods. I mean, you trade your, your quarterback, uh, Joshua Dobbs, who's been really solid. He's basically been the heart and soul of this team. Uh, I honestly could not tell you who the backup quarterback is or who their starting quarterback is going to be. Uh, at one point, I think it was like Colt McCoy during the offseason. It was basically between him and uh, Joshua Dobbs. And obviously, obviously Dobbs got that role. But I could not tell you who's starting for the Cardinals right now. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Browns. Clayton a much Toon. better team. Oh, it's Clayton Toon. Yeah, no, definitely going with the Browns then. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the Browns in this one as well. I mean, Clayton Toon, 
originally when they when they had benched Joshua Dobbs, you know, I was expecting why well, I knew Clayton was going to be the starter if Kyler Murray wasn't able to play, but I was expecting, um, you know, Clayton to get in the mix here every now and then. And I don't know, the Browns have been more consistent for me. The Browns are doing this without Deshaun Watson too, which is actually kind of insane to think about. Browns are saying with a four and three record, the Cardinals are one and seven. With a new quarterback, it might be an opportunity for the Cardinals to win this game, but talent-wise, Cardinals suck. I mean, they're one of the worst teams in the entire NFL. So I wouldn't expect a lot of success from either team, not necessarily either team, but the Cardinals or the whole way their quarterback is. And I think if you look at it, there's always that one rookie quarterback that has a tremendous performance. And we obviously saw early on it was Will Levis last week. Maybe it's Clayton Toon. I haven't been the biggest Clayton Toon fan. I thought he showed some optimism this season, but other than that, you know, it wasn't something that necessarily jumped off the page at me. But I think he plays. I think he plays well enough. I think this Browns team plays well enough, and uh, they get going a lot. Mark Cooper gets going a little bit more, and uh, the Browns do come out with a victory, especially here at home. Bucks at the Texans. So Bucks at the Texans. I'm gonna go with Texans here. Uh, coming off a of loss last week to Carolina, I wouldn't say they're like disappointed. I mean, they're both. Uh, teams that are in that rebuilding stage. Stroud didn't look the best. Bryce Young definitely looked better in this game. But as a whole, uh, Stroud has looked really good uh, this entire season. And I think that they'll get back uh, back on track here. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't win many games after this point. But I'm going to have them be in the Bucks mainly because I don't want the Bucks to move up in my division against the Saints. But also, on the other hand, the Texans have looked good. The Bucks. Uh, last week looked solid against that Bills defense. Uh, uh, Mayfield really hasn't had many turnovers up to this point either. Uh, he's had those longer drives, uh, be able to just kind of waste play clock and go down and score. I think the Texans, their defense has also been really solid. I think they're going to be able to take away uh, the wide receivers and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin uh, a little bit better in comparison to the Bills who have, who don't have Tredavious White. Uh, and have had a pretty injured uh, safety or uh, safety slash cornerback with him up to this point as well. Yeah, so this one's going to be an interesting one. I'm going to go with the Bucks winning this one at home. I think the Bucks are the better team. I mean, the Texans really showed some flaws there, losing to Carolina, getting to Carolina the first win of the season. You look at this Buccaneers team, though, they are 3-4. and four. You look at this Texans team, I believe they are also 3-4. and four. Um, So it's about the three and four teams, but I think this is one of those things that, you know, for the Bucs, they started off a bit, you know, on the right side of things. And obviously it kind of fallen down a wrong path, but I think this is a week for them to rebound. It's at home too. For the Texans, I don't know how much I feel confident with saying, um, you know, CJ Stroud and the Texans team as a whole is going to, you know, be better than the Bucs. But who knows? I mean, it's one of those things that can change on a dime. For me, I'm just not re- really buying the hype, especially this week. I think the Texans got their wins. I'm not saying they're never going to win a game again, but in the grand scheme of things, especially going into to Tampa Bay here, it's, it's a difficult environment to play in. So, I do think that they come away with a victory at home. But like I said, I wouldn't be surprised either way. I think this is one of those games as a toss-up, to be quite frank. Okay, next matchup, we got the Bears at the Saints. Bears at the Saints. I got to go with the Saints. I still don't know what's up with Justin Fields. I've looked at a couple reports, and I don't know. I mean, feel it seems like they want to move on from him, but like they've also committed already to be for him to be the quarterback, but he's injured. But then I've also seen – but I also believe he wasn't injured. He was just playing bad, and uh, they wanted to just sit him for the rest of that game. But I really don't know what's up with Fields. The Saints looked solid last week. Uh, the offense definitely clicked a lot more than what it has been. Uh, Derek Carr looked solid. The receivers looked solid. AK keeps on looking really good. The defense was 
uh, really good. They I believe they're both top 15, and I think run deep or runner pass even one of the two is top 10 in the league. This Bears team as a whole, just they don't look good. It's been pretty sad. Uh, and then last week against the Chargers, I mean, it, they didn't look good whatsoever. So I'm going to go with the Saints here. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints as well. So Justin Fields injured his, his thumb, I believe it was, against the Vikings. He has a sprained thumb. And the biggest thing with him is he hasn't been able to grip the ball. Now, not saying that Justin Fields is faking an injury. I'm not saying that. But are the Bears serious? Is he seriously, like, injured to the point where he can't grip a ball? Or are they just kind of seeing out some other options? I don't believe that's necessarily true because I don't feel like you would, you know, with the way you trade up for Justin Fields and you have an undrafted quarterback and Tyson Badgett taking the helm, right? But I don't know. I mean, they obviously have said they want to move on from Justin Fields, so who knows what's going to happen there. They also surprised me as well. They picked up Montez Sweat from the commanders at the trade deadline. That was something I was not expecting to say the least. Um, we look at the Saints team. I've been waiting for the Saints to kind of break through the seal, and I felt like they did last week. Derek Carr looked great. Obviously, Alvin Kamara looked great as well. Uh, Chris Olave. You know, you look at the team as a whole, I think this is a team that definitely wins this one here at home. i like to see Kamara continue to get some more touchdowns because he is on both of my fantasy teams. So that would be crucial. Um, but Derek Carr's got to play well as well. I think Derek Carr finally was able to kind of have a good, effective game. That was like, not necessarily make or break for the New Orleans Saints, but it was one of those games where like they had to basically prove their worth and, and show that, hey, they're, they're really going to compete for something special this season. So I liked what they were able to show me. I think moving forward, they're going to continue to show some successes down the line. The biggest thing with them is how are they going to be able to move that down the line and have success? I think it's a perfect opportunity, especially with Tyson Badgett coming off a rough performance on Sunday Night Football. And he is going to be the starter again this week as Justin Fields continues to heal from, uh, from his injury there. All right, next matchup, we have the Rams traveling to take on the Green Bay Packers. So Rams and Packers, I'm going to go with the Rams here. Uh, again, the Rams, I said this early on uh, in the season, Stafford's one of those guys where he's just going to put up blank numbers. Like, or he's going to put up really good numbers, but it's really not going to lead to anything. I don't think the Rams are really going to compete for anything this year. They've looked solid. For the Packers, I mean, it was definitely a fluke game, that week one game for Jordan Love. Everything outside of that game for Jordan Love, he has not looked that good. He's looked like some ga- he's looked like a game manager in some games, so his stats look a little better than they were. But he's not taking the risks that uh, you would think that he would, especially early on. So there's the plus and minuses of that. But right now with the Rams, it seems like every other game, it's either Puka Nakua or Cooper Cup having almost 10 receptions for 100 yards. It's one of the two. Uh, Cup, well, uh, so unfortunately for Cooper Cup's uh, managers and all that, last week wasn't his week. But who knows up to this point, I believe Packers just traded away their number one quarterback and Rasul Douglas to the Bills. So, I mean, they're down the number one quarterback now in the Packers. I uh, get you're going into Green Bay, but I don't think it really makes a difference here. I think the Rams are still going to win. Yeah, I got the Rams winning this one as well. I mean, as a Vikings fan, I was able to happily watch the Packers suck last week at home against Jordan Love and the Packers. I mean, look, they, I don't think, had a first down and like to like a couple minutes left in the first half. I mean, it was brutal. Their offense was not looking good at all. As you mentioned, fluky with Jordan Love. I expect that as well, but also kind of fluky right now with the Rams and how they've been playing. At the moment, Stafford, I believe, is questionable, dealing with a little bit of a, a thumb issue, I believe it was, after he got his helmet or finger jammed in a helmet. But regardless, I mean, he's he's one of those guys that's going to have to be huge for them to, to play. Obviously, Puka Nakua. Cooper Cup's been really quiet for fantasy owners, especially because of Puka Nakua and another uh, – other... Cooper Cup and, and the position that he's at there. 
and uh, what can happen down the line with his offense and the way that he's been able to play throughout his entire career, I think they'll be fine there. But I think it's a favorable matchup regardless for the Rams at the Packers, and um, I think they're going to come up with a victory, especially with kind of how bad they kind of got beat down by Dallas last week. Okay, next we got the Commanders at the Patriots. So, Commanders and Patriots, I'm going to go with Commanders here. I mean, Patriots have not been good this year. Uh, I just I don't expect anything else uh, for them to be good this year. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with this team. Uh, I've, I haven't heard rumors, but I've been kind of speculating by, by myself is if this is going to be Belichick's like last like two or three years. Like, I probably won't be because it's Belichick. I mean, Belichick's a god there with uh, New England uh, fans and also with the organization, but who knows? I mean, it really hasn't worked out these last few years. I think Tom Brady definitely helped a lot more than what I think some people uh, talk about. I know people say that Belichick may have made Tom Brady, but Belichick hasn't been able to do anything else with any other quarterback. And Washington has looked solid. I get that they traded Chase Young for a bag of peanuts. I mean, they didn't get anything for him. Uh, they got more They, they got more draft capital on Montez Sweat than Chase Young. So it was dumb. But either way, I have Commanders win. This offense has been solid. Brian Robinson has definitely slowed down as of recently these last few weeks, but McLaurin's got a lot more targets than he has before. Sam Howell uh, has definitely been a lot more of a gunslinger as well, uh, throwing a lot more contested balls, but also uh, throwing up and throwing throwing them up into a lot more double coverage, uh, which is what I like to see. I mean, Sam Howell has nothing to lose up to this point. I mean, yeah, he could lose his starting quarterback job, but it's not like he's going to lose that job and lose less money. He's going to get paid the same amount. He's still on a rookie contract. So go out there and take those risks, and I think that those risks have been able to pay off as recently, and I think they still will pay off for him. Interesting matchup. I mean, the Commanders, I feel like they just gave up on their season. Like, they're just like, ah, you know what, we're 3-5. and five. I mean, yeah, the NFC East is probably a dark horse for them winning, but I don't know. I mean, they're a team that I feel like every year is finally in a way to barely see him in the wild card. You know, you look at this team as well, as you mentioned, obviously, trading Chase Young for a bag of peanuts. And I thought it was funny, too. They, I thought Chase Young was better than Montez Sweat as far as overall talent-wise and then just longevity in the league. Um, and they ended up trading Montez Sweat for a second rounder and Chase Young for a third rounder. It was weird. Sometimes trades, you look at them and you're like, what? what is the point of this? Like, you're literally just basically giving them for free. And I understand there's a cap dump at times, but... It's not like they're on ridiculous high contracts, right? I mean, and also this commander's team wasn't bad as well. Sam Sam Howell was finally starting to play really efficiently. So there was a lot of things going in their favor. And for them to just kind of give up on that was just like, okay, whatever. But, you know, I think it's it's interesting too because you see teams like get rid of these guys and then they just win like the next two or three games like nothing ever happened. I think that's going to happen this week. I also think the Patriots just suck, as you mentioned. You know, Belichick, I feel like he's going to be there for the rest of his life until he wants to stop coaching and. Belichick has said repeatedly like he doesn't really feel like stopping coaching anytime soon. You know, the, the Belichick, they have to take he always takes away the best player, Kirsty, they're gonna try to take away there in the game plan this week. And it's in Foxborough, so that dramatically influences the game as a whole. I do think Sam Howell is a good quarterback, but I think he does get slowed down at least a little bit this week. Um, you know, for me. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm I'm shying away from him. But I think as time goes on, you know, he's going to be a good quarterback in this league, at least for now. He showed a lot of consistency, especially for where he was drafted. And he's shown a lot of potential. But I think regardless, I think the commanders come away with a victory here on the road at New England. Okay, Colts at the Panthers. Colts at the Panthers. I'm going to go Colts here. Uh, mainly because I think last week's win was, a little, I wouldn't say fluky, but it wasn't that good of a win against the Texans uh, for the Panthers. Uh, I think this Colts defense is very underrated. I think they're really solid. Uh, 
they didn't show it as much last week against the Saints, but I think their defense can be really good, especially going up against a weaker offense uh, in the Panthers in comparison to the Saints. Uh, also, the Panthers' defense is also weaker compared to the Saints, so I think they'll have a little more success here. Uh, we saw a lot more Jonathan Taylor last week as well, uh, finally getting back into the groove there, being the full-time back. I know Zach Moss, he's been really good up to this point as well, uh, but he didn't have as many carries or as many looks as uh, as Jonathan Taylor. Pittman's had a solid game. But outside of that, I mean, Josh Downs has also a really solid uh, there, but it's back and forth. I mean, they're going to have Gardner Minshew uh, for the rest of the year. There's no hope for Anthony Richardson. I think he's already been ruled out, already had that surgery on his shoulder. But I don't know. I just like – I like the Colts a little bit more in this matchup. They're playing worse – team uh, all around in comparison to last week. And last week they had their flashes. And I think that they're going to be able to dominate the Panthers. I'm going to go the Panthers win this game. I like the Panthers a lot, especially coming after a win against uh, the Houston Texans. I don't feel like, like – I know the Panthers are, what, 1-6, 1-7. But they're a team that hasn't been, like, I thought, like, horrendously bad for where they're at. I mean, they are second – or, sorry, third in the, the NFC South Division with points, you know, scored – they obviously haven't been scoring tons of points, but they've been doing it at, to a certain extent. Defense has definitely let them down at times as well, so they just have not been clicking. But this week's another opportunity at home to win another game here against the Colts. And I don't know, I've had some inconsistencies, especially with Gardner Minshew. Obviously, Anthony Richardson's out for the season, and that's unfortunate. Gardner Minshew is a good backup quarterback. But for me, I look at this matchup as a whole, and I think there's a lot more opportunity for success with the Panthers at home, right? And a little bit of momentum, because as mentioned you know, they're 0-6, they were 0-6, now they're 1-6. They obviously don't necessarily need the number one overall pick. I mean, if they end up getting it, they'll be able to trade it for some for some value, which would be huge to, you know, build their team. But you look at this team as a whole, and I don't think there's, like, necessarily a lot of things that are disappointing. Obviously, you want to be better than where you're at, and that's obvious. But as time goes on, you got to be pleased with kind of some, some baby steps and find a way to have success. I think they're going to be able to do it at home again, like this week against – you know, this team and against or with their home fans basically backing them up. Giants at the Raiders. Giants at the Raiders. I'm going to go with Giants here. I think this is an easy one. Uh, I don't know what's going to be, what the quarterback situation is going to be. Last week they had Tommy DeVito in. Like, I could, like, if you gave me like a chance, like a million chances, I would have never guessed that as their next up, as the correct next up after Tyrod Taylor, after he went down with injury. I believe he was like one for six or something in that game with negative one yards and like four of his pass attempts were all to Saquon Barkley just because they didn't want to turn the ball over and they didn't trust him. I don't know if Tyrod's going to be playing. I would hope Tyrod's playing. Uh, but this Raiders team, I mean, they've given up. They just hired, fired their GM and head coach uh, just today, actually, when we were recording. Uh, Devontae Adams, he wants out, I guess, earlier last month in October. He requests, not requested a trade, but a change in scenery is how it was put. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they're going to move on to Aiden O'Connor now, now, their rookie draft pick there, which I did call in the beginning of the season. If anyone remembers, I did say Aiden O'Connor would be starting <laughs> quarterback by the end of the season. So you can give me my credit there. I did guess. I did predict that. But this this Raider team sucks. I know I have a lot of Raider friends who are Raiders fans, being from Northern California, and they were all posted on this story how excited they were that Garoppolo is being benched and they fired their head coach and GM. I mean, the fans are hating the team right now. I just, I don't see it. Yeah, I mean, you look at this Raiders team and, you know, what happened, to be quite honest, because this Raiders team isn't terrible. 
I mean, yeah, Jimmy G's not good. It, it, what a difference a 49ers quarterback makes when they're off the 49ers. It's everything that they have there to use at their, their toolbox at the 49ers. But, you know, Jimmy G's gone, at least for now. Aiden O'Connell, I believe, is the starter moving forward, as you mentioned. Yeah, you predicted it. You know, good for you. That was, that was a good one right there. It's kind of interesting, too, because obviously you signed Garoppolo in the offseason. They pay him this money, and he's just not even playing. And when he's playing, he hasn't been efficient for them whatsoever. So what's the point of playing him if he's going to continue to struggle? But, you know, looking um, for the next step forward, it's almost like one of those things they completely cleared the house, and now they're on pace to win a game, which sounds stupid. But, again, I, I kid you not, like, they're going to win this game strictly because they got rid of their entire house. And on top of that, the Giants had, what, seven passing yards last week, I believe it was, six passing yards, something ridiculous like that. You mentioned Tommy DeVito, two for four, like minus one yard. I think Matt Burita was a leading receiver. Uh, yeah, like, like, and then like, or no, Darren Waller was like one catch, four yards. And it was like Matt Burita, Saquon, and somebody else. I was like, this is just pathetic. Like, what even is this? I do believe Daniel Jones is back this week, finally. I, if I'm not mistaken, he is back. Tyrod Taylor obviously had to stay the night in the hospital to get evaluated for a rib injury. I doubt he's playing if, if Daniel Jones can't go. But, yeah, I mean, with all the big-name quarterbacks we see in today's day and age, and, you know, for them to basically have time in a veto, it just goes to show how uh, how not a lot of options they had, which is kind of interesting. Shame on them for the roster builds. Not, I'm not trying to throw shade at Tommy DeVito, but he won the game with minus one passing yards. I think that's all you need to know there. I think the Raiders get it done here at home. There's an opportunity for the Raiders to just sell their house and find a way to win. It's this week when everything's stacked against them and they have a completely new look. And like I said, they shouldn't be as disappointed as they did. And I said earlier on uh, the Instagram live that uh, Devontae Adams is going to have 175 plus receiving yards, which is a hot take, obviously. But why not go for a shot like that, especially with everything that's been going on there in Las Vegas? Cowboys at the Eagles. Cowboys at the Eagles. I mean, this divisional game is going to be huge. I mean, Cowboys. Uh, have looked solid this year. I mean, Dak Prescott hasn't looked as good as it was before. It's been this defense. I feel like this defense almost has as many touchdowns uh, as a Dak Prescott up to this point. Seems like there's a pick six or a return or something like every week. Uh, but this Eagles team also really hasn't looked as good, especially uh, as good as last year. Uh, the past defense, I believe, uh, definitely hasn't been as good as what has been in the last few, or as comparison to last year, the run defense, I think they're still like top three. So no worries there, but I, I'm going to take the Eagles. I mean, I saw a thing come up on a notification on my phone saying uh, AJ Brown's a dark horse for MVP. I don't buy I into that. That, I, that, like, that was weird. Like Tyreek Hill has a way better statistical season than AJ Brown up to this point. So if it is anyone, it would be Tyreek. Uh, but I'm going to take the Eagles here. I think in these big games, Jalen Hurts always plays just a little bit better. And I think this is going to be one of the biggest games of the year of the year uh, for both these teams. I mean, I don't, I think they play each other one more time later in the year, uh, but this game is really going to set the edge on who's going to be taking the division or who's going to be number one in the division, uh, at least for a good amount of time, kind of hoping that one of the teams drops a game to, uh, just a, a team that they shouldn't. I think that's, that this game is going to be one of those games that it's going to be like that, where it's going to kind of decide, decide the, the division unless if one of these teams drops the big game. But I'm going to the Eagles. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I said the Cowboys are going to win. I mean, yeah, the Eagles have one loss this season, but I still am not back in the Eagles. And I think I'm going to go with a complete momentum swing here. At home, uh, you know, it's obviously going to be a bit of a, 
not necessarily a challenge for for the Eagles, but with the Cowboys coming into town with some momentum there, I think it's it's poised for a chance at the upset and and the, and the Cowboys winning this game. I was saying more than anything, the Cowboys have been more consistent last week. I mean, the Eagles have not been getting by; they've been playing well. But Hertz has been playing with an injured knee all season. I think that's going to affect him a little bit in this one. I'd like to see AJ Brown continue to get going, but he's not going to score 125 receiving yards every game. Like it's just going to eventually come down to reality, and that's when guys like Devontae Smith, Goddard, and even guys out of the back there like Swift have to step up. So, I think the Cowboys are the better team than the Eagles. I really do. I think they win this game. They end up winning the NFC East division down the line with two matchups left. Uh, which is going to be interesting, but I think the Cowboys get it done on the road. Sunday night football, Bills at the Bengals. Bills at the Bengals, I'm going to go Bills here. Uh, they have they didn't look that good last week. Josh Allen is still basically throwing an interception every single game. Uh, and the Bengals looked really good last week against the 49ers, against the 49ers defense. Uh, 49ers did not look good against the Bengals defense, which was kind of surprising because uh, the Bengals defense is not that good. Uh, in comparison to other teams or other defenses that the Niners have faced. The Niners are also now 0-3 in those games in the last three weeks. And the Bengals have looked a lot solid, but I'm going to go with the Bills here. Uh, the Bills, I think that they're going to play a lot better. I think that they're disappointed as a whole last week. Uh, they weren't really able to get Stefan Diggs or Gabe Davis going in that game. Uh, I think Josh Allen will play a lot better, but I think this will be a close game. Uh, I think this game and then that Cowboys game are going to be some of the top are going to be top two games of this week. I think they're going to be really fun. I think they're both going to be uh, offensive showcases. Yes, this is an interesting one. We didn't get to see the completion of this last Bills Bengals game on prime time because obviously the Mar Hamlin situation happened last year. So it's another prime time game back in the and uh, Cincinnati with these teams last met. I'm um, in the regular season there. It's going to be interesting to say the least. I mean, I think I'm going to go ahead and go with the Bengals because I think they're a bit more consistent coming off a huge win against the 49ers. I've obviously said inconsistencies with Josh Allen. I'm not saying Josh Allen's a bad quarterback, but I think he gets way too much credit than he deserves. And Josh Allen is definitely going to struggle a little bit in this one. I think, you know, Joe Burrow, Joe Shicey, and that Bengals crowd is definitely going to be rocking and they're going to be able to come away with a victory here. So really excited to see what they're going to be able to do, but I think they do win this Sunday night game. But it should be a game, a good game regardless. Okay, and then the Monday night matchup, the Chargers at the Jets. Chargers at the Jets. I'm going to go with the Chargers here. Uh, Zach Wilson hasn't been that good. I mean, who expected him to be that good? Uh, I know there is some hype after that week one where he came in and beat the Bills and all that, but I don't think that's going to happen, anything close to that. I like the Chargers. Now, the Jets' defense is really good. I mean, Sauce, all of them have been really good up to this point. And I wouldn't be surprised if it if the Chargers don't uh, Chargers offense gets stalled out for at least a drive or two in the beginning of the game. But I think once they get going, uh, the Chargers seem really good. Eckler has 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 had his up and down game, especially uh, post post having that injury. Uh, I believe it happened at the end of week one or in week two or practice between those weeks. So around the time, he hasn't really looked the same. Uh, so that's been a little bit probably I think that's one of the big things about the Chargers. They haven't been able to get Eckhor going. But Keenan Allen has looked solid. Uh, Quentin Johnston really hasn't done anything this year. I know they lost Mike Williams to, I believe, it was an ACL tear. So, I mean, that sucks. But I think the Chargers are most, much better than the Jets. And both uh, offensively, I think the Jets have them defensively. But the Chargers' defense is still really good. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chargers winning this game. I mean, the Jets... <laughs> 
Sorry, Jets fans, but I mean, you guys didn't even beat the Giants last week, and they had seven passing yards. So, I don't know. Their offense sucks. I mean, that's obvious. The Chargers have been struggling as well. I mean, Herbert, I think, broke his like doctor's pinky and is not throwing hand, which doesn't necessarily impact him, but it is just something worth noting. Chargers are three and four. Jets are four and three. So, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Chargers winning this game. I think they get it done. I think this is, you know, Monday night football games aren't necessarily high-scoring games, but I think the Chargers and the Jets can be fair for a high-scoring game. I think the Chargers do win. It is a difficult environment. It's kind of crazy to think that the Jets actually have a better record than the Chargers at this point through the season, but I think that changes them. They get back in the swing of things, and it's a, it's a good even uh, match to say down the line. But I think the Chargers are just too good to be 3-5, and five, and I think maybe this is the, the game that they need to get back on track and have success. Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Truth. I hope you guys did enjoy it. If you guys did, make sure you follow The Truth on Twitter. The Truth has more to stay up to date with the latest information regarding The Truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information of value. Make sure you guys also do follow The Truth on Instagram and TikTok as well at the.tt.truth. A lot of fun and exciting stuff on there. We go Instagram Live for an hour. Every Tuesday, we also post our highlights and stuff like that on there. And as always, we do appreciate you guys' support. Make sure you, or I should say, I already said make sure you guys follow the truth on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, but thank you guys, as always. I'm your host, Wendy Love the Most, Niall Heston, joined once again by Adrian Ponciano. Take care, guys, and good night.